Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. James Blanchfield and Tom Cruddy join us this week. Hello, lads. Hello. Hi, Stephen. How are you? So, uh, grand. I take it we're going to skip all the local stuff this week um, and just go straight for the Ireland matches, such was the yeah. results last weekend. <laughs> there was one big win for one Kilkenny team anyway. Uh, absolutely, there's something, something to cling on to. Uh, it wasn't a good weekend for the local teams, folks. Listening, uh, Kilkenny, Carlo and Tullo, uh, J1s lost anyway. Um, Tullo ladies were beaten as well in Division 1. Uh, but the Kilkenny ladies beat uh, Barnhall. We'll talk about all that later on. We're going to talk youths as well, um, ladies rugby. And if we get time later on, Ireland, Fiji and Ireland, Australia. But we're going to start with you, James. Uh, this week uh, against up against Boyne, uh, close enough game. As it was only four points separating us in the end, but was that the true yeah. tale of what happened? Yeah, I, I, I actually think it was a true tale of what happened. You know, um, fortunately, I'm moving house at the moment, so I didn't get up there, but I kind of looked at the video and spoke to a few people who were there. And again, our own failings came back to I won't say failings, our own weaknesses came back to haunt us. Um, every time we got into their half, we came out or got into we got an opportunity. We came back with a score, um, starting very very well. Um, half time it was eleven points to ten to them, and they just actually took the lead just before the stroke of half time. Then they started to go ahead, and it was it, 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 it was tit for tat for large portion of the second half. Um, but I spoke about our weakness and unfortunately that Achilles heel of scrum came back to haunt us. They got a scrum um, scrum penalty try, seven-pointer, and that kind of put a bit of daylight between the teams and we came back again and got another score to put four points in it. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not an issue with the quality of player that we have. Like everyone that's there are exceptional rugby players. It's just as a club systemically we haven't been producing props in Kilkenny for long for 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 some time we're not getting props through from youths rugby and it's to no failing of coaches or anything like that they're just not sticking at it so as a club we need to go back to first principles here I think and kind of put I think a pathway in place to help us develop props and kind of improve what we're doing because uh they're not growing on trees and we need we, we need to get props from somewhere um, in fairness to the, to the guys who were there abel and rob kelly and um, they did a good job like i mean as i said to you and the text messages there as i was getting updates we were holding our own in the scrum for a large portion of the game but just just as the, as the game progressed they got the upper hand they got that penalty try um we were missing two we're missing pod we're missing our two centers Podman and joe manuel Irrespective of that, we still did, we still scored our tries. We came away with a bonus point. Bonus point that keeps a little bit of space between Kilkenny and the bottom two, Setonians and or sorry, Ashbourne and Sea Point. We have Sea Point up next. Um two weeks time in Fuchstown. Um so we're we're looking forward to that. We're going to make a big deal about that day as well. It's an important game for us in the context of the season. I still firmly believe that if we can get certain things right. In our scrum, that a top four place is still there for us. We have a lot of a lot of rugby to play in this season yet, but with the competitive nature of an eighteen league, and I'm always saying it be a one A or one B, one win can drive you up the league, one loss can put you back down the league. So, 
Um, we need to get a little bit of daylight between ourselves and the teams below us and then just start working on project, getting ourselves up the league. Great to see our seconds being in the position that they're in, though. Again, they won the weekend 18 points to 20. Um, I won't say this time last year the seconds would have lost that game. This time last year we probably wouldn't have had a second team, seconds team to travel to Boyne to play the game, let alone even going out to lose the game. They went up there this week as the second place team in the league. They've only lost one game this season. They're on an incredible run of form. They're up top of the second in the league now behind Ashbourne. Truthfully, they should have beaten Ashbourne and Kenny in the opening game of the season. So I'm going to harp on a lot about it that the successes as a club that we will have this year for me can't be eclipsed by the fact that we're actually fielding an autonomous seconds team every week with no crossover up into the firsts. That is an in for, for, for us, and we're a big club, we're the only club in County Kenny. We should never have an issue fielding a seconds team. But to come from where we were last year to, 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 to where they are this year, having having north of about 28 to 30 players to pick from every week, I think it's just an incredible achievement that 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 Jerry McDonald as director of rugby, Dave O'Connor, head coach, John Buckley, Mark Coughlin, all these guys have done to get players, Noel Devlin, to get players back into the second setup. So, you know, there's plenty, there's plenty for our first and seconds to play for this year. But our um, scrum woes is the one thing that we have we have to sort out. There is a young guy playing seconds. His name is Liam O'Neill. He's knocking around a long time. He's a big, strong, strapping guy. He has suffered with injuries over the last few years, but hopefully he's after getting a good run of games under his belt with the seconds, and we could start seeing him get a little bit more involvement now with the firsts. Um, we, I'd be hoping we would. Um, I'm not privy to, to, to selection, but we'd be hoping to kind of see him coming in and trying to get a a shot at it with the ones as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, you had a bit of a break coming into the buying match, and now there's another gap again. Is that sort of does that sort of pisses off a bit? Just you know, you know, from a yeah. momentum point of view, and just keeping things going, like it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I mean, we had a lot of things to fix there after after the the Monkstown game. We had to go in and fix them, and I think, relatively speaking, I think the lads did a good job at fixing them. The attitude was right on Saturday. Uh, like I, I spoke after after that game, so I said it. And, I wasn't impressed with some of the things I saw on the pitch, just in attitude. The attitude was spot on from what I heard last weekend. They all went out there. Um, obviously, look, at you're always going to have areas for improvement. You're always going to have the occasional guy who'll do a bit of giving out. But last Saturday, I believe everything was spot on. Um, just look, at just small little bits of detail we have to get. But yeah, two-week break. It's not ideal. And then another two-week break. It suited us in a way that it gave Roy Stanley an extra week to get back from injury. Roy is back now, so you know it's 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 crazy. Like we have squad depth that we never had before, but we still can't get our full strength team onto the pitch because certain guys are here, certain guys are there. Um, but it's uh, look at it's not ideal, but look at I think you'll take it as well. It's one of the quirks of playing on in 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 one A is that you get those breaks and you you get your Saturday rugby, but. Um, we just have to look at you. Just have to roll with it. It's the same for everybody. Yeah, James. Any youth news this week? Yeah, plenty of youth news. There was a lot. There was a lot happening there. I should get it up here now just to refresh myself. So, um, the under sixteen girls were way up in Cool Mine. It wasn't their day, but um, John Pat, Pat Dowling, their coach, was fierce happy. They gave it everything that they could. Um, they went out on the pitch. They had massive numbers up there. I think they probably had. 
22 or 23 players travelled. They were delighted up there. Look at, I mean, just to, for us to have two girls teams or three girls teams talking out every week now is it's is, is, is progress. Um, Derek Lawler had the under 14 girls up or the under, thir- under 14 girls up in Cool Mine as well the weekend. They won. Again, they had a serious um, contingent of players tagged out. So, um, Lee Selman's under 13 boys had a very tough day down in Enniscorthy. But at that level, Enniscorthy are, look at their, uh, Enniscorthy, what Lee was saying, they're probably one of the best teams in that division at the moment, you know. But um, we have uh, probably some of the most successful coaches as past player or past players coaching that team. And Lee Selman, Owen Comerford, or Brian Comerford, and uh, Pat Holden. So, uh, they'll be a good team to maul and pick and go anyway, if anything, you know. Um, and then the 14 girls had a good win. And then Vinnie, Vinnie O'Shea's under 14 boys had an attritional hard-earned win against Mullingar in Kilkenny on, um, on Sunday. So, look at a mixed bag weekend all around for the youths. But, you know, um, players are coming back from Hurling now, from Camogie and other sports get, getting back into it. So the numbers are improving every, every week. So um, look at the objective is, as I often say, um, winning trophies at underage level is short-term success. Where it matters is all these kids and boys and girls are enjoying, enjoying it, they're having good fun on the pitch, and that we're getting a cohort of them through to adult rugby every year. So um, that's that. I think that's what success really is, you know. Absolutely, your women had a good uh, win uh, yeah. the weekend. Yeah, the women, the women's team are they're they're really flying the flag for everything in the in the club at the moment. I have to hand it to them. Um, they're just they're just going out doing the business every week. Tough game this week now against um, I think Southeast Southeast Lions. Um, that's kind of going to be looking at the league table. That's going to be a. Uh, a, a tough game for them to play but you just have to handle them like the numbers that they have the players that they have you're reading the reports looking at what they're doing talking to people they're building they're, like they're they're building something really really good with the women's team they got promoted last year to won the league i don't see any reason why they can't go for back-to-back promotions go to to um go to win the division four cup again did or, or this year it's just like i have to hand it to him, Paddy. Uh, he's he's doing a great job. But the thing is, is they're all in it. They're with the women's team. They're all in it together. You can see it, and there's always a big number of them training. They train late on a Friday night to facilitate all the girls who are away in college. They make the effort to get back, and it's those little things that make such a difference for them. Um, mm-hmm. If young Lucy Hart there just running in tries for fun, like I mean, she, I think she 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 could be up to six or seven tries this season in five games. They're unbeaten in five games. They're top of the league. They were very disappointed to get a walk over um, from St. Mary's the previous week. But um, I just think watch the space of women's rugby in Kilkenny because it's riding the crest of a wave at the moment. And uh, I think we can only, the popularity of it is raising every week. But the mm-hmm. fact that the, that's, that the women's first 15 are winning every week as well, there's a massive incentive for people to keep it going and interest. But one thing that strikes me about a women's team every week is the numbers that they have and the competition for places. You know, I'm seeing the teams every week. There's always changes here, there, and everywhere. You know, and Emer Kelly I haven't seen a name on the team sheet. I think she might be she might be injured or she might be away. But but uh, Rosie Miller is there as captain, and they're just all ro- rolling in behind one another. It's, it's great to see. So um, I'd be putting a few bob on them now to win that league this year. Absolutely, they're cleaning us out of um, sports star awards in case you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
have a conveyor belt of them going out to be nominated left, right, and centre. But uh, like you said, James, deservedly so as well. Ah, uh, no, it is deservedly so. Like, I mean, yeah. the work that they like, I spoke about our seconds a few minutes ago, and that our seconds came from a poor base last season, the season before, to where they are. Our women's is even uh, like much more of a remarkable achievement that there was zero, they were coming from absolutely zero. Paddy pulled it together and they are where they are now. So they deserve look, they deserve right, so. a, a lot of credit for what they've done, what they've achieved. And look at one thing I we always say is they've put themselves on a pedestal now and you know it's up to them to keep them there. And I'm in absolute no doubt that they will. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, James. Thanks for uh, the update from all things Kilkenny. Tom Crotty, what happened in Kildara? Mm. <laughs> yep. Um Jesus, where do we start? But <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> you know, no, I look at the, there's no point in beating around the bush at the end of the day. I don't know what happened. We had just there was something weird going on from the whole the whole lead up into it. Like we had a like poor training session Friday night. There just wasn't the same buzz when we went up to up to Longford, even our warm was, was flat. Um, the players were flat. Um like we went out, we went out on uh, the first half. We went out was quite. You know, we were playing against the wind. Uh, I thought we did quite well. They scored first, kind of a um, soft enough try, but they got a they got their try that was grand. Then uh, they got two yellow cards, so they were down to thirteen, and we only got, we scored a try. It just seemed to take forever to score the try, and even when we scored the try, it was sort of flat. There was no real you know oomph behind it. Me, yeah. so we like we went into the breaks um, seven all kind of, and we just thought you know that'll be kind of a we'll kick on from here, <laughs> but we didn't. Um, Kildara like no like. Don't take this in any way the wrong way, but they had an ignorance about them. They just like they were so positive. They just reeled around. They were a big pack. They absolutely nailed us across the park, and we just they couldn't react. We just did nothing. Absolutely, just it was so flat from minute one to the final whistle. Just they played to their advantages. They they scrummed well. Uh, they scrum well, they defended well, um, they they took their tries well. Like we got a, it was an intercept, an intercept try. We went to go for an intercept and on the wing, which was just wasn't on. Like there are things that like, that particular winger never would have done that on another day, but he went to uh, just went to try and go for an intercept, and it definitely wasn't on. And the winger just caught the ball and just went straight in on, like straight in under the balls. Like silly things like that. Our lineout was firing. Our lineout has been brilliant. I have to say, Scott Scott Neal has come up there from has come up from the second. Scott was there, was playing seconds last year. Came Kilkenny College, like he's from Carlo, but like he played in Kilkenny College, but just had, was determined. He played a bit of front row in, in Kilkenny College. He was kind of playing background stuff with us. Um, but I mean, he has been a revelation this year. He just put his head down and. Uh, as is almost like seeing his place there at Hooker. His his darts are really really good. Um, uh, only for a, like no one played well. You know, we even from the start we lost Johnny Crosley, the winger, in the warm up because he well realistically he got a a dunt in the ribs the week before, and uh, look he wasn't able to take to take it. He wouldn't have been able to take a hit, so we had to make a call on him. And Johnny's just 
he just is. He's a live wire. He's full of energy and would be shouting and pulling. You know, pull that. He's like his own lad. So if he's good at the yeah, show, you know. But he's he has that. Bull, he has that buzz. Is, I hear Jesus. <laughs> but that's gone all the way across into the Leinster Juniors. He's he's yeah. he's some man though. In fairness, he's, he's great crack at looking and and in fairness to him. But Johnny he just missed. Yeah, there was nothing there. Like Sean Quinlan, big centre. Sean had a decent enough game, but just little things like he'd normally like he he'd normally get the last little. He's a fantastic offloader. Like he's six foot six in the centre, wow. wow. you know, and he gets his arm out. And on a normal day, he would have got away those little passes. Jeff, like Jeff McDermott, played steady at nine, and um, especially in the first half. But second half, then I, I don't know. Maybe it was coming off the bat. We haven't put fifty points on a team, and I don't know how long. The week previous, it just something went. I've never seen it. Look, I had a look. I had a. I nearly had a, an argument with my son because I was going getting picked with the kind of different. You know, the whole. We're trying to figure out where you go wrong from attitude point of view, and in fairness, like we, he made sense of it to me. He said that's not going to happen again. It's never a case that your backs and your forwards are having a, a poor day. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, if the forwards are down, the backs are playing well, and the backs will say, "Come on, like let's really it up." But the forwards, uh, you know, the forwards will carry it. And but it was just complete, really, really poor game. Look, that's not taken away from from Kildara. Look, like, I'm telling you, Kildara going to take scalps. They're going to get better. And what I meant by ignorant is that that they just had a doggedness about them. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I know exactly they what have, you mean. They have a suit. They have a suit. It's they their coach suits them this year. Um, they have a new coach in there. I can't remember any coaches. Is Leinster based? Um, does a lot with the Midlands and stuff, but he's uh, he just suits them. He's got their pack going, and they have a phenomenal pack. Um, like when they smelt we when they smelt blood, like uh, Benny or a prop went off, and we kind of had a mix up trying to figure out who's going to tie, who's going to lose it. And as soon as they smelt blood, bang, they were in there. Like they got a couple of scrum penalties. Like we were grand in the first half, second half the ref we lost the ref as well for some reason. God knows why. And that's not the referee had nothing to do with the losing the game, but I mean, so those little small calls, the one where you kind of go, ah, that shouldn't have been a penalty, like but a scrum penalty. But he was picking on, he saw weaknesses and things, and it just, it's the same with any ref. You can't lose the ref. I don't know what happened, but we did, we lost, we we lost the ref in the second half. So it's not the winning or, or losing of a game, but it just means those little 50-50 calls, if if, if, if you've done something, it's a, he may not give them to you. And it just happened one of those days. Um, yeah. All we got to do now is we've got this week off. We told the boys had a good training session Tuesday. We'll have another training session Friday. Uh, we told them to go off and enjoy the weekend and come back on Tuesday and we prepare for Wicklow. Like, it's a massive game. Uh, like, we're now, we're still second. Like, we came out of it. It doesn't matter. We're still a point ahead. Point ahead of a tie. We're still second. Yeah, Wicklow's you know, big target now. You know, Wicklow's now. But if we had beaten, if we had beaten Kildara, we could, you could, come in against Wicklow mm-hmm. and uh, you could maybe maybe take a, a losing. But if you lost, you might have taken a losing bonus point or you know that mm-hmm. sort of way. But now it's a it's a you have to win. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a it's becoming a really win game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Wicklow are. are 
Brickler are on a high. They're really starting to play well. So it's going to be a really tough call for us. We have to we have to rally around and see can, what we can do. We've to got to reorganise, put it back together and go out to play Wicklow next weekend. So we've got to scrap that. And that's what we've told the boys. It's done. It's just to put it behind them. Um, I don't think I don't think Carla will play that bad again this season. I it was just really really weird. The whole thing was uh, that's the only way I can describe it as is a weird a weird atmosphere on the day. Um, but look, it's done and dusted. Um, our yep. seconds had a good win. Um, oh. well, person's line in 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 a gale force wind. Um absolutely saved us because there was four points um then our seconds had a good win 12 10 again played last year um Kildara wouldn't have been in the same position they wouldn't had a barely had a team but this year they have a strong pack again uh the boys played a really really tough game in the first half they were against the win and they, I think they spent the whole game they're 22 so by the end of the game they were not absolutely shattered um but I have to say like uh Reese Roberts had a great game at proper and actually we suffered when he went off the the scums scums uh scums went back um Dave Keppel the captain was leading by example all the way young players Mac Macchio and Milo Fien it was great to see Milo back in the backs um just added something and I have to compliment our two um students that came in one from chile and one from spain uh that's diego and joaquin both of them are in the backs both of them had great games and have been an an asset to the seconds there so um hats off to them they had a loss at the week before so i mean it was really just getting them back on the getting them back on the horse and they'll have to kick on now they can't mm-hmm. we need our seconds to be firing for the worst to be firing so Diego's not playing for the Chile team against Leinster now or anything, no? Uh, no, it's Joaquim. Joaquim is Joaquin. from Chile. Joaquim is from Chile. That's his nickname is actually Chile. We just call him Chile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, they're going nice to see him. Yeah, yeah. See, I see lasses. We're very, we're really out there with the nicknames, no? Just Chile. Ah, yeah. yeah. Creative um, as well. That's it. So... Now we'll move um, to the girls, the Rhinos, and the 16s had a really, really good win against the Tough Dundalk side in the in the quarterfinal of the place. Um, oh no, it was league last weekend. Sorry, it was league. It was league. So, um, fantastic win at home. It was a really, really tough game. Um, we came back in the second half. We were struggling in the first half. Their backs were really, really good. Just jinky and quick. They didn't really have a pack as such. So every even tap penalties went straight out the back line. You know, I don't think a forward saw the ball when they came to tap penalties. Or if the forward saw the ball, they passed it straight away. But um, the girls got knuckled down the second half and won reasonably well in the second half. Um, yeah. So we're there out now this weekend. We're in... We're at home in Tullow this weekend. Uh, half we've a half eleven kickoff against uh, Mullingar in the semi final of the plate. So hopefully now we had a great training session last night, and hopefully we will knock on and try and get the win out of that and get into the get into the final. So it'll be a nice little Christmas present for us. Uh, the under fourteen girls, the Rhinos had a tough loss against Wicklow uh, away on on Sunday, but. Um, there, look, 
a lot of those girls have never played. There's an awful lot of them have never played. A lot of new girls in, but they have great numbers and uh, give them another year or two, and I think you'll see some difference in the team. That they're maybe not getting the results and not going their way at the moment, but that'll that'll come by the end of the season. They're kind of they're graded now into their league, so they're they're in the league that will kind of be more suited to them. It's, and in fairness to their coaches, they're giving them, you know, they're all, they're, all, they're giving them all game time. Um, so they're getting their game time, and that's the main thing's development at this stage. So they'll they'll come well over the next while. Um, with the youths, then 18s had a good game against a uh, good win, good win against Longford. Um, then 16s had a narrow loss to a very very good Wicklow side away on Friday night. And as I said, we'll do one team every week. Our 16s had a really good win um, uh, away to Longford. And uh, I thank John Lyons ended up ref, one of our first players of coaching. We've uh, two of the first are coaching the team, which is great to see. Two of the lads are down coaching them. Um, so there was tries by Freddie, Shawnee, uh, Rianne, Franz and uh, James and... Uh, Zach scored all five conversions, and uh, we had Finley man of the, Finley was man of the match, and so he made a, a big, big impact this time. The fact that they're a grand little team, they're just again they're developing. By the time they get to eighteens, they'll they'll be a force enough to reckon with. But uh, they got a, it ended up being a tight win, but it was the score was forty thirty six in Longford. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was told that if there's anyone from Langford to say thank you for the hospitality they showed, which they always do over there. Yeah. And that is us. Don't good stuff. Um, fairness to Langford, it's a good place to go to get grub. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, I know they, they, they always, in fairness, look, they always look after you. It's, it's as they say. There's uh, actually the president up there in Langford this year, Donna, is past, played with Kenny for a few years. Go ahead. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, they looked after us well up there and we were up there with the seniors this year, you know. So good stuff. Um Tullow wise, lads, I, I suppose I'll stand in for Johnny this week. First of all, I want to pass on our condolences to the family of Evan Fitzgerald, he's a past president of Tullow. Um his funeral took place uh, last week, so I'll pass on our condolences there. Uh the Tullow firsts were beaten uh by Dundalk twenty fifteen. Dundalk opened the score with a converted try. Stuck another try in after that, missed the conversion, and then Tolo got one back, uh, but missed the conversion there. Uh, but uh, half time, um, if I can find the score here, well, full time it was 20 points to 15. Uh, the half time score uh, had it in front of me, it's after disappearing off the screen. Um, it was half time, sorry, it was Dundalk 17, uh, Tolo 5, so a bit of a uh, tough day at the office there for them as well but like everyone else they have a, a couple of weeks um, uh, break there too the women uh, were beaten by Barnhall 32-0 in their game um, and they're uh, at home to Dublin University this weekend so Kenny are playing the South East Lions at home and Tullow are at home to Dublin University uh, there was some youth games uh, in Tullow the weekend the under-18s travelled to Bullingar uh, for round five of the Leinster League and went back to their winning ways. They uh, won their game 31-7. So congratulations to uh, those lads uh, in Tullow. That's uh, how they got on. Um, 
Johnny Tobin is not with us this week to give us a few more of the bits and pieces of updates, but that's uh, sort of a flavour of what's going on. The irony is that he's flat out with rugby, so <laughs> he doesn't have to give the podcast a miss every now and again. Lads, There's a famous fell on the two Johnny's podcast. I think his name is Paddy Fong. Paddy oh, yeah. Fong was never, never around. He's never around. A bit like our Johnny. Uh, I was away for two weeks. Apologies. Ah, you're grand, you're grand. Uh, we're all busy, all different bits and pieces to go. Uh, well, just we'll move on to just try and cover a bit of the international stuff as well because it's a uh, hot uh, property at the moment. Um, Munster, Cheney, was that last week, last Thursday night? It was the night that we recorded yeah. the podcast. Had a good win over the South African Select 15. A couple of hands put up there for places, of course, which is always great to see. Great sellout crowd down there as well and a real feeling of... Um, that old monster atmosphere and that as well, uh, sort of nostalgic for people as well, but just a good night out, I suppose, um, for anyone to travel down. Tom, you didn't go to Park Cueve, no? No, but I watched it and I said, uh, like, it's just typical monster to go out and uh, and beat South Africa like that, because mm-hmm. even after, off the back of losses and not, you know, you could see them trying to play together and then everybody, everyone said, oh, geez, they're going to get hammered, they're going to get well beat. No, I don't think anyone could see what that was coming but they should know by now that uh, these are the game. These are the games that uh, produce produce sort of like not miracles, but you could, it just came together for them. I think more so than anything else. And I said that you know, and they had the addition of they needed that the second row uh, McDonald, uh, Scott, yeah, very good. really really good. You know, yeah. they needed that bit of oomph back in the team. They needed a bit of support in, and I thought um, Frisch played really well. Just going to say that, yeah. Really, really First well. First try was super, like the offer yeah. was brilliant. His hands, he's in everything, and it was quick hands, quick hands. He's gone, for, he's gone for a month now, hasn't he? Huh? He's gone for a month. He has a tour in quad, I think. Oh, for God's sake, Jesus. I think it was <laughs> worse, worse than Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think all, I think all these lads need to be wrapped up in bubble. I've never seen his, or heard as many injuries in the last way. I've seen lads go out the pitch and they're gone. That's it. That's it. But like Munster without without their cohort of internationals, it was, I think it was, it was, it was a really That's good great. performance. You know, you just hope they build on it now and get going on it. And they have Toulouse when in two, three weeks' time, is it? Yeah. Uh, so, December the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. And for Munster's benefit, the point is going to miss that because he's, he's suspended for four weeks for the, the tackle on Chisholm Bowie the weekend. Jack O'Donoghue did well, I thought. Yeah, Jack O'Donoghue's unfortunate that he's kind of probably one of the most consistent mm-hmm. back row players in the country. But he's unfortunate that the back row players that are there, Omani, Van der Fleer, probably the best back row player in the world at the moment, Van der Fleer, the truth be told, yeah. and others, um, they're just hitting such heights that he can't get a look in. But it's good for Munster, but obviously O'Donoghue wants to be in with Ireland. But... Um, his 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 level of performance is just so consistent. Without doing anything extraordinary, he does all of the simple things well. Absolutely, uh, Lencer playing uh, Chile on Friday. Uh, if you're, we're recording this podcast on Thursday, so if you're listening to it after that, the game has happened. But uh, there's a couple of players from the AIL, including that as well, with a sort of a, a youthful looking Lencer side with a couple of. A couple of experienced heads in there as well, so but yeah. just uh, it's free entry as well. It's in Donnybrook. Um, well, they've carried a strong the bench. 
you yeah, know, just say just, like just I in mean, case. Just in case that Rox Maloney, Scott Penalty, or Scott Scott Penny, Nick McCarthy there on the bench, just in case, like you know. Yeah, uh, that's it. Um, free entry if you're heading up to that. It's what time is kickoff? Half two. Two o'clock. Or two o'clock, yeah, and in Energy Stadium or Donnybrook Stadium, as, yeah, as we call it. Um, Ireland, Fiji, lads, what's his make of it? Bit of a weird one. Yeah, I don't know. I fell asleep. There's a quote. I went in. I watched the first two tries, and the uh, lights goes. I know. I, I got to watch it after. I went. Mean, I had to go back and watch. It. I, fell asleep. I actually did. I actually fell asleep for the whole match. But, so is uh, that the match, Tom? Or are you working flat out? Or well, I think it was uh, a mixture between not, not getting recovery from work at with the girls straight after work. So I was tired by the scam it came in. But I think I don't. I after watching the match, I kind of went. Oh, it's sort of a sort of big anticlimax. I think those games sometimes can be a bit of an anticlimax coming off yeah. the the batter. Especially after watching the two games between Ireland and then the Munster game on the Thursday, and then yeah. I don't know, there's just flat. And as like any of the lads that went to the match, kind of said, I got a couple of texts coming through. Um, oh, they're doing the Mexican wave now, so that shows that what's happening <laughs> in the game. So. Well, like the Fiji, the Fiji's ill discipline as well will be fed into it as well. You know, like they were, you know, what did they get? Three yellow cards and a red card, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the two yellow cards and a red card, like I mean. That's going to take from any game as well, you know. Um, Farrell and Andy Farrell, in fairness, said it to him to play against a team where you're playing against a team with a man down for the majority of the game, you're not performing well enough. But um, he was right, he was right, he was right. Yeah, like his honesty. yeah. and um, was looking, I think everyone everyone is thrilled to see Jack Crowley get a game, get that under his yeah. yeah, and he, you yeah, feel for Joey Carby though, because he shipped an awful hit, like, yeah. Getting the Johnny treatment. Yeah, well, I was disappointed again. It didn't happen. But I was so looking forward. To it. I thought they would have got to Gibson Park and Crowley just for even if it was only even. for ten. Even if it was only for ten minutes. But there was kind of like the double substitution and yeah. You know, um, so, a couple of players threw their hand up anyway, um, which is good to see. Uh, uh, second row, back row. Um, Nick Timoney. Nick Timoney. I thought Kieran Treadwell did well. Um, uh, James, you're not a fan. No, I'm James, not a fan. James. I'm not a fan, and I tell you why I'm not a fan. He was Irish under twenties. Then he went over to try and make it with England, and then he came back when he realised he wasn't going to make it with England and went to Ulster. And suddenly he's in the Irish squad. That's why I don't like him. You know, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Jack Grealish carry on, you know, and Declan Rice, but but not that extreme. <laughs> but but like, I just kind of. I don't know. He doesn't for for a second row. You need a second row to really impose him. He's like he's all business. He's all action. I just I need to see more of him to really, yeah. you know. I haven't seen enough of him, um, and that's probably my ignorance rather than anything else. But I just I think he's lucky. I think he's lucky that other players. He's lucky that Tom Ahern is injured. If you ask me. Um, Nick Timoney deserved man of the match, I suppose. Uh, very abrasive back row, very powerful mm. fella as well. Um, you know, yeah, I like, was, no, I like Nick Timoney. He's, 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 yeah. he's playing quite well at the moment and plays well for Ulster. He plays well for Ulster <laughs> regularly, like yeah. a very honest type of player, you know. So, there used to be a number six to play for New Ross. He was Teague Tough, I think his name was um, Mick Cody, was his name, and he was as hard as nails. 
and he's the very same as Nick, Nick Tinnery reminds me it is fella no, I'm not comparing new, new Ross to, to, to Ireland but they just have the both same way of playing rugby they just play hard or play nothing you know and I even the way they run the way they look the comparisons is crazy between them but uh, Nicody was, was, was it was, wasn't Nicody he was a serious number six Absolutely. Um, well, Jack Crowley's performance in that game has uh, been rewarded uh, this week because he's on the bench. Um, I know there's been an in- injury, obviously, to um, uh, Joey Carberry. Um, and Johnny Sexton has recovered from injury to start there. It was nice to see Jack on the bench there because uh, Ross Byrne was called into camp as well. So he'll be running injury cover um, uh, tomorrow uh, for that game. But what did, the team, pretty good, lads. It's pretty strong. Yeah, they'd be very happy with that anyway. And I'm delighted to see Jimmy O'Brien getting another getting another shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You um, have to be. I look I think, it's, it's a think, serious pack. Like that's it is probably our best pack there. There's not a whole lot you really can change. No, you, change you know, you can't can't really change. Don't, uh, you know, I mean Rob Herring is very lucky, Yoko. I think I think personally I think now Rob Herring should probably be four choice hooker in Ireland, but um, I think he's just, he, he's just lucky. Um, I would. Who's the, hey, 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 who's the third? Rob. Will be Leinster one and two. Who's third? I think one of the Munster boys would be third, or maybe even the little the little guy in Ulster. What's his name? Taylor, is it? Yeah, my jury's out with Munster hookers at the moment, so I'm just not. I'm not happy with anyone anyway. <laughs> I just don't mind me. Don't mind. Don't mind me. Yeah. I think it's great to see Keen Healy in on the bench, but I think. He's going to become Ireland's most capped player in the next 18 months. There's no doubt about that. But we know what Keane Healy can do. I said that to you a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'd love to see Jeremy Lachman just get a start or game time against yeah. an Australia, South Africa. That's where you're going to test a guy. You know, you're not going to test them against the Fijians. No disrespect to the Fijians. But um, I think it's great. Like I think there's 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 a focus on the future there. You know, you can see with, with Jack Crowley coming in. And I think... In previous years, Bundy Aki would have been landed straight back into the 12 shirts. I think it's great to see McCluskey holding on to that jersey for himself. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, Bundy Aki gets back onto the bench because Robbie Henshaw is injured. Uh, mm. So he sort of appears back in there. Uh, Craig Casey, of course, great to see him on the bench as well, um, you know, for big games like this. You know, like all these other injuries are sort of blessings in disguise as well. Um, Jack Conan, lads, uh, was a huge fan of him. Um, not so much anymore. Um, wasn't terribly impressed with him against Fiji. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'd like, I still have I'd like to see, um, now I'm going to have a brain fart. Months, I've, I've been eight. doing it. Gavin Coombs. Yeah, Gavin Coombs. Mm-hmm. Cover uh, number eight and back row. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Gavin Coombs getting shot. I know, but then he didn't do himself any favours in the last in the last game or two. I just, I don't know. Oh, he, he hasn't been going as well as he was. But his, his stats against, like comparing the two, two, like he's, I think he deserves a shout, but I don't know. Is he, 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 I think Jack is there the whole time. He's just solid. And he's just going to come on, and you know everybody knows. Look, it's like Ian Healy; he does exactly what he says in the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Heffernan was Joe McCarthy actually is one that we forgot to mention. Joe McCarthy, yeah, first yeah, cap, brilliant. We yeah. saw that chap at Kenny a few months ago training, and he is an absolute tank. 
Yeah, you were well impressed with him, James. Yeah. Uh, that day. Um, just talking about hookers for a second, go back to Rob Herring, the fella from Connacht. Uh, Dave Heffernan, is it? Dave Heffernan. Yeah. Uh, he's been training with the squad as well. He's not the worst in the world. Yeah. Oops. International. International, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's Ali Welsh. Ali Welsh said about a fella when he was training in Kenny. And someone asked Ali, why isn't you, why aren't you playing such and such? And Ali said he has everything, but he's missing something. You know, right. I think there's a lot of lads out there playing provincial rugby in Ireland that they have everything, but they're missing something, you know. Whatever that something is, I don't know. But yeah. I just think for me, I watched him a few times this year with Connacht when the pressure was on and a few line out shows. God bless him, he was throwing them around went, corners, you know. And a bit squiggly. Um, but the only way you get the exposure is, you know. To do it. Yeah. yeah, good. Stuart McCluskey, good to see him being started again, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that goes with Brilliant form and the whole thing. Yeah. Brilliant start against South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's not much you can complain with uh, there. Well, long, yeah, sort of long term uh, at Loosehead. Um, what are you, who are you talking behind Keane Healy or the one, two, three, four pecking order? Because it will become an issue. Like if Keen Healy gets injured yeah. soon, who are you looking at? Like Dave Kilcoyne yeah. doesn't seem to be. He seems to have fallen out of favour. Yeah, uh, Lockman is another. Lockman, sorry, Lockman yeah, can play both that. sides. You know, Lockman yeah. can play both sides, and fellas like him are are are, are worth their weight in gold. You know, they're like Hens Teeth. You know, to the like uh, to the like versatility though with props with uh, you know being able to cover both. Yeah, I don't know just. Yeah, well, you see Andrew Porter started as a tight head, he went over to the loose side, he can cover both sides now as well. Yeah, you know, so, that's a good point. You know, um, I look at, I have not been a fan of Finley Bellums for years, I can never understand why he was there. When I saw him come on against South Africa, I think I text G and goes, this is, is going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. He went, really went, 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 went down and I think that he wins two scrum penal, penalty scrums. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, mean, I think Finley Bielham is after coming on seriously. That's is He has his scrummaging ability. Like he's not a big he's big he's biggish man, but he's not a big man as tight heads go. But he's definitely definitely has come on leaps and bounds. I mean he yeah. did it, he did it against Munster. And they get two penalty yeah. tries against or two penalty scrums against Munster as well. Yeah. So he's he, and he, that was on Kilcoyne. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, something up with Kilcoyne because he was that second choice loose head for a long time. And he's. Well, really you see, I like Kilcoyne because he was he was nippy around the park as well. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem to have progressed. This. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's getting on now as well. You so know. it's not. I don't think he. I don't think he progressed to what 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 we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, yeah, a good team. Uh, looking forward to that match, lads, uh, Saturday evening. And Tom uh, Paddy Patterson came good for you anyway. No. Oh, I, I must have been the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> His post no, match I, 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 I had no real issue with him, but uh, my son didn't didn't rate him at all going down. And saying, what? But even he had his words there. He has... Yeah. He has improved big time, I think. Yeah. But see, I think sometimes when someone gets a big stage, as in, you know, he's now he's going to be chasing like either Connor Murray if he doesn't start performing really, if he doesn't perform in Munster, he's going to find himself in third place. Yeah. Because and I'm still 
my jury's out on Craig Casey. I'm sorry, no, I know he's he's young, but I just I don't know. Sometimes you're not sure. I, I don't know about his game. I don't know about controlling the game. I think he's got an amazing pass, quick pass. He's energetic. He brings energy on, but. I, uh, let's let's wait and see in the next while about his decision making because I'm the same as this time last year I was ranting and raving on it because it was the new shiny hit on the block you know but I think mm-hmm. his game management I agree fully with you. Um, so Luke McGrath has stepped up his game a bit this year so there's, yeah. there's always a threat there waiting in the wings so to see what happens there lads I think we'll wrap it up there um, these are all off this weekend so enjoy the break if you're going to the Ireland match enjoy or whatever you are up to this weekend Steven, so there's one there's one thing I have yeah, to compliment go ahead. someone on because I, I, oh, yeah. if I don't I just wanted to the Black Ferns play, they are the Women's Rugby World Cup final was some oh, game fantastic. Well, it was, that was just hammer game. hammer hammer like you're talking phenomenal I know Inge got the red card and probably it was could have been the losing of it for them but i have to say if any team wants to see just the decision they made the black ferns made in the last call one of the last calls the last call of the game where england got into england got into the corner uh they'd already got three mall uh tries and it was towards the two points in the game and mm. the black ferns went up for the ball competed five meters out and they turned it over and to have the balls to compete on the last play of the game i just have to say it was one of the most one of the most amazing pieces of rugby i've seen in a long long time and i just couldn't let couldn't let a podcast go without saying fair juice yeah, i was i really i thought it was jesus it was as tough a game as as any as any man's game but I just thought I had to mention that last that last bit that they did to have the, the balls to do what they did was fantastic. Absolutely. Indeed. Congratulations to them. Lads, have a good weekend. Enjoy. We'll be back Very same amazing. time next. Analyze the Ireland matches and everything else. Have a good one. See you, man. <laughs>